شكوت إلى وكيع سوء حفظي فأرشدني إلى ترك المعاصي وأخبرني بأن العلم نور ونور الله لا يهدى لعاصي Every single student who wants to learn the Arabic language has to memorize something, be it some vocab lists, be it a little grammar rule or two or three or a million. That's not to say that we need to read boring vocab lists or we need to routinely memorize tons of grammar rules, but in some way or another, every single person who wants to learn the Arabic language or require any serious level of Islamic knowledge needs to memorize something. So in this video, I'd like to share with you some advice that came from Wakir ibn al-Jarrah, who was one of the teachers of Imam al-Shafi'i, and share this through a poem which Imam al-Shafi'i himself wrote about when he complained to Wakir, who was one of his teachers, a, uh, a very well-known scholar of hadith, actually, as, as I say, was a teacher of Imam al-Shafi'i, rahimahullah. And uh, we're going to look at what Wakir advised him when he complained of his poor memory. And when he says poor memory, obviously it's relative. He's someone who had memorized many books and probably thousands of our hadith as well. So let's do a little walkthrough of this poem together, inshallah. And I'll highlight the words as we go. And I'll try to put the video up on the screen of me highlighting the words of this poem as we go. So that you guys can follow along and we can learn some Arabic with each other as well. There are about 20 unique words in this video. And as a challenge that I want you students to give yourselves is, can you learn or can you memorize all 20 of these words by the end of the poem? So Bismillah, let's get into it. Shakautu. He says, Shakautu. Shakautu ila wakirin. So the verb shaka in the past tense with a tall alif on the end. Shaka means to complain. And we use it with the harf jar or the preposition ila to complain to somebody. Always with these, um, these kinds of final week verbs, we call them when they have a vowel on the end. If they have a tall alif in the in the in the past tense, like shaka or the verb maha, even meaning to erase something, but the word for a rubber or an eraser comes from that maha or the verb da'a, meaning to invite. That the the word da'wa, meaning an invitation, comes from that word as well. All of these in the present tense, that alif becomes a wow. So, for example, shaka he complained, yeshku he complains, or in this case, shakautu I complained. Or if we took another verb, like the verb um, da'a yadru, which means to invite. Da'a, it means he invited. Yadru, he invites. And then da'utu, I invited. Just as Allah says in Surah Nuh, he says, uh, obviously talking about when Nuh is speaking to his people, he says, inni da'utu qawmi laylan wa nahara. He says, inni, in, in verily, I have invited my people. Inni da'utu, I invited, da'utu, I complained, shakautu. I complained ila wakirin. I complained to wakir. As I mentioned, this is referring to wakir ibn al-Darrah, who's an individual who people know, who are, who are, who are seeking knowledge, and um, yeah, he's a, a prominent scholar of hadith who was, as I say, a teacher of Imam al-Shafi'i. So he complains to wakir. One thing for us to note about the name wakir is there's nothing wrong with us putting tenween on the name wakir. Um, very commonly um, in the Arabic language, um, names which are um, often foreign names and women's names as well, they cannot take tenween. So for example, we never ever see Ibrahimin. It would be incorrect. If the, if the, if the teacher was called Ibrahim, it would be incorrect Arabic to say shakautu ila Ibrahimin. We couldn't say that. We, need to, we would need to say ila Ibrahima. Um, but that's a rule for another day. But uh, the thing to note is that wakir is among a relatively small number of names which are Arabic enough to take uh, tenween. Good. Shakautu ila wakirin. I complain to wakir. About what? Su'a hivli. The su means bad. Germany means bad. Okay. Su is a word used in the Quran quite often. It can sometimes be, um, it can be used to sort of like, for like morally bad, if something's morally bad. But not, not here though. Here is just bad. It's su, it's bad. Hivzi. My hivz. My hivz. 
The hiv is the memory. Okay, and then the e on the end means my. So the badness of my memory. This is in Adafa as well. At the end of the lesson, for those of you who are on the 60 Steps program or would like to be, I'll tell you what steps are relevant to this walkthrough as well. But so we have examples of lots of things in here. The, you know, just as an example, the um, this final week verb, sheke yeshku, is from step 17. It's a final week verb. Ila is a haraf jar, we do those in step two. Waki'i is just a name. And then su'a hivdi, this is an Adafa, which we do in step 18, if I remember correctly. Good, so what does, uh, what does Imam al-Shafi'i say next? He says, فَأَرْشَدَنِي I'm going to break this up for you guys. I'm going to put the fa because there's really three things going on here. فَأَرْشَدَنِي فَأَرْشَدَنِي Good, فَأَرْشَدَنِي Let's put that in pink. Good, so fa. Probably the most, probably the, the best, most comprehensive way of translating fa is so. Usually that will serve you okay, but it's it's not a one hundred percent rule. Like if you're if you're reading a text and a teacher tells you that here fa doesn't mean so, then it's not that they've made a mistake. It's that there is there is are some cases where it won't serve you, but uh, generally we can call it so. So what's happened for arshada? If you're familiar with someone being rashid, methelen, for example, al khulafa rashidun, they are the rightly guided. Um, the rightly guided caliphs, we call them in English. So, so, so that root is to do with guidance, right? But this is what we'd call the form four verb. It has four letters in it. Arshada. It means to guide somebody else. Fa'arshada ni. So he guided ni. He guided me. Okay. If anyone's ever doing a verb to you of any kind, then it will be ni on the end. Did you see me? For example. Good. Ila, and we have Ila again. We have a nice repetition of the word Ila. فَأَرْشَدَنِي إِلَى tarak. Taraki. So the Taraki is from the verb Taraka يَتْرُكُ um, And Taraka means to leave or to kind of abandon something. You can use it for abandoning habits and stuff like that. Um, good. إِلَى تَرَكِ الْمَعَاصِي Ma'asi is the plural of Ma'asiya, which means a... It means an, a, a, a sin, really. Now, there's other words for sin, like a venb is a sin, plural of which is zunub, but, um, but a ma'asiyah is, is an error, is a, is a sin. Good. And then this is the plural ma'asi. El ma'asi. So he guided me to leaving sins. He guided me to leaving sins. That was, that was his advice to Imam al-Shafi'i, rahimahullah. Very nice. So this, once again, is in Adafa. Like you'll notice, the, the last verse of poetry ended in Su'a Hivzi, which is in Adafa, ending in E. And then the next line ends in Tarak al-Ma'asi. It ends in Adafa, ending in E as well. Very nice. Ila Tarak al-Ma'asi. Then what else happened? Wa, very kind of similar structure here, actually. Rather than Fa, Arshada, Ni. Rather than Fa, form four verb, Ni. We have Wa, form four verb, Ni, in the next line. Let me put this in a darker green so we can hear it, okay? ni in the first line, and then the next one, ni is and. Akhbara, it means to inform somebody. Probably many of you might have heard of the term, um, you know, akhbar. You know, they use this in like very colloquial Arabic very often. What's, what's your news? Literally like a kind of a more casual way of asking someone how they are. But the akhbar is the news. وَأَخْبَرَنِي so, so, so أَخْبَرَ means to inform somebody. And we usually use it with the preposition be to inform someone of something. وَأَخْبَرَنِي And he formed me. Of what? be I'm going to put this be in green so you know that it's kind of joined with the أَخْبَرَ بِأَنَّ Let me put this أَنَّ in, in another colour as well because we'll talk about it in a second. He informed me that 
anna. So anna means that, okay, in this case. He informed me of that. Al-ilma nurun. Al-ilma nurun. A little bit of revision for step 19. For those of you on the program, we do this. Um, anna um, operates a little bit like kana, but sort of the other way around. Like the, the, the anna, when we're saying that, the, the thing that you're talking about, which we'd call the ism of the ism of anna in this case, um, has a fatha on the end. Good. So it's so it's anna ilma that the knowledge is what nurun inna ilma nurun. Good. The, the, this word that comes after anna needs a fatha on the end. So he informed me of that ilm is nur. He informed me of that knowledge is light. That knowledge is light and nurullahi. And the light of Allah. This is another adafa, by the way. And the nur of Allah. There's no L at the beginning of, of, of nur because we don't need to in an adafa structure like that. And the light of Allah. La yuhda li'asi. The light of Allah does not. It does not yuhda. It does not yuhda li'asi. Very good. So let's do these one word at a time. So yuhda. Let me highlight this one. Yuhda. Yuhda is from another final week verb, actually. Hada. Hada, but as it does not end in an alif, if it ended in a tall alif, it would be hada yehdu, but it's not. It's not, so don't write that in your books. It's hada with the alif maqsura. So it's hada yehdi. Good, yehdi is the present tense of it. So why in this case is it yuhda? Well, this is passive. Um, it's saying the light of Allah is not given to. Right, it's that, that, that's how that's how that's how people will translate it. It's um if we were to literally take the word to, to guide as hader and the passive of it, you know, in this case yuhader would say it is not guided to the light of Allah is not guided to a something. But in English we don't really say that. It's it's better translate. It's better phrased in English to say it's not given to la yuhader. But just to kind of explain that a little bit more about how that's a passive and what they look like. Um, passive verbs go on the pattern of yuf'alu. So, for example, if we had the verb yaktubu, which means he writes, if we wanted to say it is written, it's yuktabu. Or if we wanted to say um, um, uh, he kills, yaktulu, but he was killed, be yuktalu. Okay, we have a u on the beginning and a fatha on the penultimate letter. That's the pattern for it. So that's what we have here. We have yuhda. Yuhda, it is not guided. Li'asi. Let me talk a little bit about the word asi. Actually, so yeah, so asa is actually a verb as well. Asa with an alif maqsura um, on the end. This this curly alif that is a verb. Asa meaning to disobey. Um, yeah, to disobey. It's um, it's used in um, it's used in um, surah tunaziat actually, I believe. Wa kadhaba wa asa. He dis he 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 denied and he disobeyed. Kadhaba wa asa. Good, yeah, asa. Not to be confused with the word for a staff or a stick, asa, which has a tall elephant on the end. But that's not a verb. That's just the word for a stick or a staff. Good. Yeah, asa, but the present tense of asa is yarsi. Asa, yarsi. Good, but this word asi is the active participle of it. Just like we would take ketebe and have a writer as a ketib, a somebody who does a asa is an asi. Let me tell you one little thing about this in the end. These final week verbs that we cover in step 17 of the program, they pose a bit of a challenge to us when we see these years on the end of nouns. In the indefinite, they really don't look like this. In the indefinite. The word arsi, this is perfectly fine if it's el arsi. If it's el arsi. Let me uh, let me put it like that. If it was 
If it was la yuhda lil asi, this is absolutely fine. That's fine. Okay, so you can keep this ya on the end if it's el asi. Just like we could keep that ya on the end with the word el maasi. That'd be fine. But um, but what Imam Shafi'i is doing here is he's employing some poetic license here. He's disobeying a conventional rule of Arabic grammar in order to prioritize um, the qafiyah, to prioritize this e sound on the end. Because what we would usually do is we'd remove that ya and we'd say asin. Yes, because... Um, Maybe I, I give a, a brief explanation of it. It's just that Arabic doesn't really like having having yin like that without a shender on the end. So what Arabic does instead is it says and you get rid of the um, you get rid of um, the yeah on the end. But that that doesn't sound as nice. It wouldn't sound as nice if we had for Where's the qafia there, right? So Imam Shafi'i rahimahullah, he has kept the the e on the end. However, there's um there is something which usually when you're writing essays for me or whatever you would um you would change that. Very nice. Um, some other examples of this. I mean, th this is something I've I've noticed. Um, even native Arabic speakers um finding uh, un unusual and a bit irregular. Like if in the indefinite of final week words, dropping a yeah on the end and putting two kasras instead. Yeah. Um. Yeah, that, 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 that's something that we can talk about another day. Like, I, I would kind of, I, I would like for us to do maybe just like a long seminar on this channel on just like final week verbs. That'd be really interesting. But um, but anyway, I think that's enough for this particular video. Um, so thank you all very much for being part of it. Um, for those of you on the Arabic in 60 Steps program, good steps to use this for revision for include 17, um, uh, 2, 18, 19, 28, as, sorry, 20, yeah, 28, as we do four letters, or as we do f form four verbs, like akhbara and arshada in, in that lesson, and step eight as well, because that's when we do passives, like yuhudah. So that's everything for this video. Thank you so much for following along, and if you enjoyed it, please don't forget to like and share the video. See you in the next one. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.